0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, today, uh, before we jump in, we'd love to, if you'd leave a review on iTunes and, or wherever you listen to podcasts, those five stars do really help. Um, we'd also like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. Um, first of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. I'll get it out. Um, not only are they innovative, it's unbelievable how shooting machines are, are have changed. You know, I remember when they used to have those long metal racks coming from the court. Um, but how they've innovated, how they've put the trainers right in front of you unbelievable so go over and check it out also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better it's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches there's nothing else on the market like it nowhere else are you going to get the bat phone to the person running it no you know yes they might do quarterly or monthly or weekly calls but they're not they're not on your backing call if you have a question if you have an email trust me i will get back to you i will respond i will get on a call with you that day so come over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better, let's head off to the podcast.
2: I want to surround the athletes with people of high character and expectations that go to the staff. That may be guest speakers. Um, I wanted to put as many high character people in front of them as I can. Um, I want to be organized and prepared at all times. Um, have ath- uh, athletes that properly supervise and care for. Um, to be This is, in, this is huge just to be a great ambassador of our program and our school system. I think that yeah, quote, unquote
1: you can- your own players are your best recruiters because they're marketing your product or your brand. I, I agree. I mean, that's, they're ambassadors. They're, they're the ones that the little girls want to look up to and want to become. I know. Absolutely.
2: I mean, we go, um, you know, we, we try to go down and uh, mingle with the elementary kids and, and do a lunch buddy system and, and those type of things that, that just, it gets our kids out one gets our kids out and being recognized within our school system. But our kids, you know, those, those younger kids are fired up to see who our kids are and and see them. Um, But we want to be great ambassadors uh, and we want to sell what we do. Um, We want others to envy that. Um, And then promote. I think that's a huge thing in coaching is you've got to promote not only your kids um, like we talked about on social media, and not only your program, like we talked about on social media, but you've got to promote your staff. That is huge. You've got, if your staff is doing great things for you and, and they aspire to be head coaches in the future, you've got to promote them within and sell them just as much as you yep. sell yourself in yep. your own program.
1: It's like being a freshman player and a sophomore player, and then a varsity player, the coaches want to do the same things. You want coaches like that. You definitely want coaches like that.
2: And you, you hit it on the head earlier saying, you know, you wouldn't be where you are if it, you didn't have the staff. I'm not naive to that. My guys are phenomenal, uh, and and they are going to be great head coaches, and I would do anything in the world to help them reach their goals. Right. And and I, as a coach, have got to promote that not only to yes. um, our kids, but other coaches around our area that ask and, and through um, just – giving them a sense of ownership within our program, you know, I think it's important that I'm not the only, I'm not the only brain in the office that right. I've got to take, I've got to value or excuse me, I've got to um, take what they say and, 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 and respect it, hear it. I've got to make the final decision, but that relationship grows over time as well. And, and our coaches right now, I mean, my assistant coach, Reed Smith is, is, is the best scout person i've ever seen at any level um
1: his attention to detail is the thing is when you find a good staff i've said this on other podcasts i i mean i talk like 30 percent of practice now or 40 percent of practice because we are like a well-oiled machine and i i literally i have a i have an assistant coach if nate's listening that does my scouting like he does he comes he it's like a college program I, I we try to run it that way like he takes that team he takes it And then he comes back to me, gives me the information, gives me the clips, blah, 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 the scout. And I go through it and then I'll ask some questions and I'll go through it with the team. It's unbelievable. When you find people like that, find their, what I tell coach head coaches is find your assistant coaches, superpower too. like, Mm -hmm. like my, like Nate is a great organizer. He's a great X and O guy. He, he's great at scouts. Those are his superpowers. I'm going to feed his superpowers because it makes all of us better. It makes him better. Um, so that, I think that that's a life lesson, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, every, every coach
2: has their own knack, like what they're great at. And I think you, that's, that's a great reference to, you know, finding what they're great at and utilizing it because, and, and you know, this as a as a head coach the kids don't always come to me for everything. Sometimes they'll come to your assistant and uh, good
1: cop, bad cop. Sometimes you got to be bad cop. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And I think putting them in front of our kids in a, in a, in the head coaching style, like letting them, like I do some things in our practice plan that they drive home the emphasis rather than me. They need right. to hear their voice sometimes over than me. Now they're fine tuned to my voice, right? However, they need to understand what he's doing um, is important as well. You
1: use a whistle practice.
2: I do. I do okay. use a whistle. Uh, I'm not whistle driven on on control sometimes. Um,
1: I don't I, do. you, I haven't used one in 25 years.
2: I I'm a whistle guy. I I think you know it, why?
1: Because I want them in tune with me. Yeah. Like I don't care if the whistle I don't care if the whistle goes off in a game and it blows, you know, half the yeah. time the whistle's wrong. Yeah, Those I think I don't want to be
2: whistle driven. Like I don't like to stop yeah. practice a lot. I try not to stop it, especially through mistakes. They gotta learn through mistakes and but I think i I think it's just a personal thing for me because you know, usually when a practice goes bad and I start to get frustrating, that whistle starts to get I start to chew down on that whistle a little bit harder, so I think it's just really for me more than it is for the yeah. purpose of the whistle. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but the last thing I think is is extremely important for a coach, any coach, whether young, old, is understanding your why. I believe it's ex- extremely important to understand why we do things, um, because if you don't, you lose, you lose the end focus of what you're really doing it for in
1: everything. Like I can tell you from the, from the, the coaches I've been talking to about practice, like you should ask about why you do everything. Like, why are you getting on the bus that way? Why are you mm-hmm. like, everything should have a why. Yep. Um. Sometimes it's hard to come up with the answer to the why, but everything should have a why. I think no, that's great.
2: Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And if you don't, it's like you talked about earlier, is like you lose that motivation to, right. you know, but here's my why my why is that I feel like every athlete deserves a coach who believes in them. That's, I think that every, every athlete deserves something like that. And then it's obviously to me, it's bigger than ball. This picture here is for pancreatic cancer. We had a a mama close to our program that heard lost her daddy pancreatic cancer. She does this huge, um, huge fundraiser week and, and we dress in purple. Well, all of our kids, dressed up in purple that has nothing to do with basketball right but um it has everything to do with um supporting others and being there for others and it it, that is my why
1: Well, when i tell the youth coaches are listening you do not want to be a kid's last coach (laughs) that should be your goal in life like obviously as head coaches in the high school level we might be their last coaches just because of ability but I never want to be a kid's last coach. Like when I was a youth coach, I always thought about that. I don't want to be the last one. I want them to love the game and keep playing it. So um yeah. so yes, yeah. Yeah, so your contact stuff I will put I'll put all this in the show notes so if people want to get a hold of you and or call you or tweet at you or yeah. You have Snapchat Sounds coach? Sounds good. Do you have Sounds Snapchat?
2: Good. Do I have Snapchat? I do not, man. I do not.
1: I probably should but. you should you should like so i i I've only had it for two years, and I'm an old dog but I got it, had my assistant set it up for me, and I basically have a chat, and they call it like it's coach Colin with coach they have a they have a chat with coach, and it's like highlighted. So they that's know when they're snapping in that one, I'm on it. And then they have one without coach.
2: I don't know. I just – I have a Facebook and I have Twitter. And yeah, I have Facebook, Instagram.
1: they're not on Facebook, though. The parents are on Facebook. The kids aren't on Facebook.
2: I have an Instagram. They like Instagram. Really, Instagram's it's good. It's just to monitor, really, them. It's yeah. not really to – Instagram's not really good
1: for people. pictures and stuff like that. TikTok's kind of – they're kind of on That's TikTok. the big –
2: yeah, that's the big deal. And I, I'm sorry. Some of these things that I just – as it evolves, I don't know if I'm ready to evolve with
1: it. I I just try to just because I I was doing TikToks for like two for like a month when this quarantine started just so they could see me like yeah. that you know me being funny and doing dad jokes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. So some questions for me. Tell me. Um. Tell me your coaching philosophy in one sentence.
2: Uh, just coaching philosophy in general.
1: Yeah. You're in one sentence.
2: I think it goes back to some of the things that we we want we want to. We want to build, I want to put a product out there that our, our community and our players and our coaching staff can be proud of.
1: Okay. That's, that's a perfect. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think your biggest challenge is?
2: As a head coach? Yeah. Um, I think, I think biggest challenge is always going to be, um, uh, I think the biggest challenge for me is never feel like I, I know everything. Um, is always going to to be uh, you know, the cliche word right now, the high word is a lifelong learner um, and, and never settle with just mediocre. I think always trying to challenge myself is my biggest challenge. Um, um, I like to push myself farther than, um, you know, than to be expected probably, but I want, I want, um, I want to be great at what I do. However, I don't want to be overly complex at what I do, where, it, where I screw things up. Um, And so I want to, I think the biggest challenge for me as a head coach is just continuing to better myself every year, um, continuing to promote my program to continue to be successful and relevant, like we talked about earlier is you want to be relevant, you want to be you know, not, not for me, but I want to know, I want everybody around us to know what, what we're doing in P Ridge and what we're doing as a school
1: district. Yeah. I think the lifelong learner thing, I wish I knew as much as I did in my twenties. Cause I thought I knew everything in my twenties, Yeah, know, <laughs> I don't think I know anything now. So it's one of the reasons I started the podcast. I wanted to learn more things. So yeah, I think lifelong learner, you know, that growth mindset, it, it is the kind of the thing mm-hmm. to say, but yeah. it's true you yeah. can see my where we're doing my thing all the books i have yeah, um, absolutely. so it's that's just kind of um is there one coaching moment that we could dive into f- f- that would be a learning uh, learning experience and a success a failure a uh, a moment in your coaching career that would intrigue or allow the listeners to learn something
2: um i think it, two years ago, you know, like I said, the maturation of our of our offense and evolution of our of our offense and of where it started to where it's gone, um, for me, a coaching moment to where I kind of knew exactly where we wanted to go and where it kind of – it was like the um, – for us, um, you know, I look at my boys' coach and he runs a lot of sets and, and set plays and stuff like that. And I'm a set play guy. I like set plays. I mean, we've had a bunch – when I transitioned over to women's sports, Um, we couldn't run a whole bunch because, um, not because they couldn't learn it, but it was just a lot for them to remember. Right. Um, And we have to create this environment of playing all the time because like guys, they'll get out and play pickup and, and all that girls, you have to force that a little bit. Um, and so It's, it's,
1: it's my whole theory. Like when they're in fifth grade, a boy has street cred, if he can play hoops on the playground at recess girls don't have that. It's different. It's a, it's, it's a different, like, and I think hopefully that's changing. Um, but boys, that's like a hierarchy of when you're an athlete in like, I can see it in the elementary schools.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's no social,
1: there's no social prominence when you're a girl and you're, you're doing that. I think that's changing, and I think maybe in twenty, thirty years it'll even be better. It's a, but tre- it's a
2: it's a trending deal. Um, it's a trending. Have, it's trending you, up. You have your you have your classes that do do that. Like I've yes. got a group that that did do that at that right. age, and then um, you have those ones that are interested in other things, and so right. um, capturing that lower so you can try to do that is important as a head coach. That's hard because you've got it. That's that's something that's taught. Yeah, that's not something that you just do naturally. I think that's taught. Um, parents are a big help during that, during that process of creating that. Elect- I mean, nowadays like they come in and play video games and blah, blah, blah. And they never go outside. And, um, you have to, you have to teach that and, and make that, um, something that's important to your program. But,
1: What's uh, Go
2: ahead. Oh, back to your question. Um, yeah. so, um, during the evolution of our offense, we had a couple years ago, we were, we were, I had a kid. It was kind of a cool uh, sequence of events that happened. I had, um, that kid that I showed you that playing college ball that we went and watched. Um, we were down three points with uh, six, six seconds, something like that. And we had the full court to go. And I had one time – or I had two timeouts. And the coach that we were playing ran a, a zone defense and man, had gone to both, uh, played a 3-2 zone, and then had gone to man, switching man. And so I wanted to run out of the net, a transition offense set without burning the timeout with six seconds. The ball goes through the net, a free throw puts him up three, and I wanted to go. Well, at the free throw line, I'm, I'm talking to my point guard at the time, and I said, hey, Holland, we, let's go with this. And, uh, you know, I, I just called out. And Holland, my best player, all-state player, looks at me and goes, oh my gosh, what is that? And she flinched and she had a moment of, of uncertainty there. The brain
1: farts basically. Yes.
2: Yes. And one that those bo- things It
1: just happens. That,
2: yeah. that bothered me because, yeah. um, I felt like we had run that in practice. We had, you know, we, we do transition all the time. Um, but if my best player flinches, then I know my other four are not going to be, have the confidence as well. So at the time, the ball goes through the net, I burn one. And I'm like, man, I really didn't want to burn it. I really at least wanted to get to half court. I didn't want I didn't want them to set what I wanted them to stay in the defense that we're in. So, but I felt like if I we were just gone, I don't know if we would have got the outcome. Right. That we wanted. So, I tell them I got one more. I tell them I said we're going to advance it. It was only a 30 second timeout and I wanted to use my full of the second. So, we're going to advance it to half court and then we're going to run it off the side. That way I can kind of see what they're in well I drew up a set play off the side for a zone a set play off the side for a man and uh you know everybody's good we're all ready to roll we get off the sideline and um my best player again thinks that they're in man and I'm telling them which one to run versus zone because they are in zone and uh they, she thinks they're in man so she runs the man set and my, my point guard runs it correctly and realizes, Oh, that's not the action. And the clock's ticking down, clock's ticking down. Well, she heaves one up off the backboard from half court goes in. We'd send it to overtime and end up winning, got lucky and won. And so the whole point of this story was, is I looked at that and I said, I don't want when I call out set plays that have meaningless, if I say, Hey, let's run five or let's run Bama or this, that they look at me and go, what is Bama and how do I correlate that to what we're doing? And so we took our language and trans we, we took our language and, and, and built it even further and we went all action driven. And so when you see, um, when you see me yell out a verbiage of what something is, if I yell out bang, well, bang may be a ball screen in our motion offense. Right. And, right. and so, or if I, you know, I have a, Um, number system with it as well for floors and positions and we went completely positionless um it was still running our same offense but we changed our language and so now without them knowing i'm running set plays without them saying hey and
1: there's not the stress of it because what and and people are listening to this years from now we're in the we're in the quarantine stage right now but kids kids deal with stress differently like and you don't really know how they're going to deal with it until they're put into it. I mean, we can try to simulate it and practice, but you didn't know how your star was going to react. It's, it's
2: not her fault. It's, it's, it's not, not her fault. It, yeah. yeah it's, I take but, it, but,
1: but, but you, you probably practiced it and she probably knew it. And then something happened in it. that, in that yep. stress of the end of the game caused her to react. She I see it, it in my house, my kids go into a little Ivy. He's super smart. He's going to Middlebury. He is super unmotivated. He has been motivated for 18 years. He is a great student. He's super unmotivated right now because you know what? He's under stress. He, this isn't—he's not seeing his friends. He's graduating from high school, whatever. i, I could care less about that at this point. Um, but—but but I didn't know how he was going to react to it. Some kids are—some kids want structure. They want more work. Yep. So it's—it—it's—it's it, it's, it's not against you or her. It's just like you didn't know that. Then, and that's the—that's for the young coaches. That's where you got to pivot. Like, yep. okay, we had, to, we had to build. We had—we
2: still kept our same philosophies and all that, but. I wanted to trigger that brain activity that when I, that action is called that they know exactly what that action is. Right. And it, there had to be some form of correlation. And and when you do that as a young coach and you're building, I mean, I, we built our own offense.
1: Right. We completely built it. So did we, 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 and, we, we, if you saw our offense, you'd say, Oh, you know, and we used to run the swing and we used to run blocker mover. And we used to run those things because we're Wisconsin, obviously that's huge there, <laughs> yeah. but, but we run, we run, we don't run the read and react, but we run the read and react. We don't run the dribble drive, but we run the dribble drive. We yep. have pieces of this that work for mm-hmm. our kids. So um, here. Yep. Yeah. And, and next year's team will probably run something similar to this year's team. But two years from now, I can tell you right now, we're going to be very guard heavy yep. is we're going to tweak it again because this will work here. Or this won't. So I love that because you're making them players. We
2: have. Yeah. I mean, and, So we took our motion prints and we run some Jay Wright Villanova stuff. Yeah. Um, And it was a ball screen motion, but we took some of that ball screen action. We had, you know, if we wanted to, we could put in a language for flex or we could put in a language for um, flare screens or, um, you know, we we would control that based upon what initial action that that would be.
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What, um,
1: all right, next one. What's the, what's the hardest concept to teach?
2: I think the hardest concept to teach for us, um, especially when you're starting out is, is teaching them the complete game. Um, I think on the female side, um, because, and I would say females and males, there's not a lot of people that sit, sit down and watch college basketball or, or, or pro basketball anymore. Um, and so understanding what, what, uh, specific actions are like, what is a flare screen? What is a slip or a curl? Um, you know, what is a a back screen or a UCLA screen? They don't know that. And so concepts like that, you've got to break. They're
1: watching, they're watching highlights. That's what they're watching on YouTube. At least boys are.
2: Or, or they're watching one-on-one moves. I mean, boys are watching, Hey, how did Kobe cross over and and make that guy fall? Right. and that's all they care about. But um, teaching the concepts of how, and, and like you said, read and react is the hardest thing. Like how to read the defense, that's huge. That's the, I would say, if if I would say for girls basketball, the hardest thing to teach is how to read what they're doing, not what we're doing.
1: Okay, so I love Rick. I've had Rick on my podcast a ton of times. He is truly an innovator, truly an innovator. Mm-hmm. It's like 500 hours to run his read and react. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> i've got it down to 30 minutes i think i can do it in 30 minutes. I, did, I just did a i just did kind of a semi course because it's too i always kid i always kid him when i talk to him i go is that layer 72 or is that layer 97 right yeah. it's like my guys can't remember two layers what are you talking about like um so it's like keeping it's the kiss method um is what I what I think. Um what's one thing one thing you've learned in the last week?
2: Well, I think I think everything it's probably extended over last farther than the last week is that um with covid We've had to build kind of a, a virtual offseason per se, <laughs> and uh, as you evolve and practice and stuff like that in off-season, you can't stay stagnant. Now that we're not even in the in the gym, and so you better
1: keep moving. Uh, what are you keep... doing? On uh, a side note, what are you doing for? Are you running any youth camps this summer? Well,
2: no, um, and here's why: um, we usually run a youth camp right as, as after graduation. We that's what we party.
1: do too. Yeah, yep. we run youth
2: camp. And we do second grade or first grade all the way up to seventh and yep. um, it's a big fundraiser for us too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sounds yep. similar. Yep. And, yep.
2: and so, and we bring in, um, you know, a bunch of businesses, we have about probably 15 sponsors and we can't do that right now. Um, we can't ask those businesses to sponsor one because of the economy. That's not fair right. to, our um, two, it's hard to ask those parents to make those payments as well. Yep. And so um, this summer, no, the answer is no. I think when we get back to school and have
1: some. We're, so, so we're not either. The reason I ask is cause my phone binged here. Um, I sent out an email last night cause I basically canceled ours cause we're mm-hmm. on. If you've read anything about Wisconsin, we're, we're not on a stay at home order, but where yeah. I live in mm-hmm. Milwaukee, we yeah. are and yeah. we will be till July. Um, mm-hmm. The two big cities at least will be. Um, but anyway, I'm not going to put my kids. I'm not going to put my staff. I'm not, we're not going into a gym. Sorry. Yeah. So I sent out an email yesterday. That's why I asked. And I said, Hey, here's what I'm going to do. I want to do a virtual one. Um, well, I'll, you know, I'll put some stuff up. I'll check in with your kids. Are you interested? And I'm getting about 50, 50. Cause I think they want something for their kids to do. I really do. Um, so
2: we built, we built a virtual program. Um, and it's, we have, um, we ha- we kind of go on like an eight block off season. And yeah. so, some of those things, like we do, like obviously your skill, ball handling, fundamentals, yep. and, and form shooting, all that. And one of the things we did was competitive drills. That's on the end. We want to be competitive. Well, that's why we're in the gym, and so we had to be we had to be really creative. Um, we stole an app, not stole, but we, we utilize an app uh, called Home Court that our kids yep. do for the competitive because it's time and score. Yep,
1: um, those are, Home Court's great. Yeah, it's yep.
2: phenomenal. And yep. and so our kids are really bought into that. That's just like one small piece of it. But the good – you know, I always try to look at the glass half full with some of this stuff. This sucks. We can't be, we can't be in the gym building our athletes the way we intended to. Um, that personal relationship part, if you're relationship-driven, is very hard because you're not face-to-face. And so you've got to find ways outside of that. But this is – we've extended this all the way down into our youth club. And so, like, they get a sneak peek of what we're doing in our program. So those ones that are in our youth club teams – get to see what we're doing and so it's not like it's not like we're um not um even though we're not getting to the camp we're still getting stuff down to our younger kids
1: okay yeah that's the key is what i think is the key is to get them something to do um especially in the off season um all right so i'm gonna give go through my rapid fire here i'll add a couple of these but um so i'll just ask you a question usually it's a it's pretty i call it rapid fire because their answers are pretty quick tend to be Um, Unless I jump in and then they tend to be longer. Uh, What's your favorite brand of basketball? The ball you play with, the round ball. Usually Uh, the reason I say that is because I say brand of basketball and people go, I'm fast break, I'm slow down. It's like the actual ball. What's your favorite ball, basketball?
2: Did you guys have to go to the new uh, basketball this year, the orange –
1: no, we used, we used uh, Spalding TK 1,000 or whatever it is. We or, used
2: to use the waves. The wave is my favorite form of basketball.
1: Okay, that's what? Uh, I think it's Wilson. That's Wilson. Now, somebody just changed, right? Like the NBA. We did. The we NBA did. we had change. to
2: go off to, oh, what's it called? It's like it's like, like what we used to play with in, out in the yard. It's like bright orange.
1: Really? I can't,
2: can't remember what it is. So, Arca-
1: so the Arkansas State Association must have gotten a good kickback from these people.
2: Somebody made some money. Yeah, somebody
1: made some money. I'm <laughs> telling you, whenever they change yeah. a ball, yeah. somebody's paying somebody. I'm yeah, telling some, you,
2: some company got uh, well, I know that our provider that provides most of our equipment they they made a good chunk of money. Off yeah,
1: somebody does because everyone needs to buy a new one. Um, what's one word to describe your ideal player? Tough, okay. Uh, if you go to one sporting event in the world, what would it be and why
2: March Madness? Um, Going to the local, I wouldn't even say probably the final four. Well, oh, the final! The I took
1: my son to the final four, and I hadn't been in like twenty years. It was awesome see yeah. Virginia win it and stuff. It was awesome. Yeah,
2: I would go to that just because it's a you spectacle. Can you yeah. can watch game after game after game and be right in. I think that would be. You know, they did it in Oklahoma City, I think last year, and uh, um, you know, it was right down the road from oh, us. And so, but it's okay. um, that would be it.
1: Uh, do you have a superstition?
2: I'm not really a superstitious guy. I, I, I mean, I'm a baseball guy, really, but I'm not, no, no.
1: Baseball guys are the most superstitious know, of all. No, <laughs> I, um,
2: I, I take that back. This year when we were in our, our uh, regional tournament, it was funny because I'm usually not. And um, our bus was full. Our cheer had to go with cheer, had to go with our girls down to the, the regional tournament. Man. And, and me and my assistant, and my intern and our athletic trainer rode in the truck. Well, we won. We had to win two games to get into the regional. And so we all rode down in the truck. Well, then we won that day. And so the next day we were around and we had to play again. And so we're all getting on the bus and there was room that time. And I said, no, we're all riding in the vehicle, again. not changing anything. So. I, I don't
1: want to lie. I, I, I tell the story of Eaton, like, on my first run at the state tournament, I think I, I had the, the first game of the season, I had, like, a number three at McDonald's.
2: Something.
1: and we were undefeated until the state championship every day every I day I had. i'm a
2: creature of habit too so maybe more than superstition but
1: creature of habit well and i tell people i they the, the boys say coach is super because i have to like to be a, i have to be the last one on the bus there's some things i do but i said it's not about i if i don't do it, we're gonna lose yeah it's more about life it's about the ritual like we're yeah, getting ready yeah. to play why mm-hmm. do i have you wear a tie to the to the day yeah. of the game because i want you thinking about it yeah. Um, like it's more about have, that. Have, uh,
2: I have to have um, cinnamon gum before game. Like it's okay. a. Yeah, oh, if less. I don't have cinnamon, it's just if it's if it's mint, I'm, I'm out. yeah like I, I have
1: I have to have gums. It, it keeps me from yelling at the officials more. <laughs> That's why I put it in. And then it will fall out once in a while. I'll pick it up, <laughs> put it back in. The student body loves that.
2: They go, Coach,
1: that was disgusting.
2: Yeah. I go, Cinnamon gum or cough drops is usually what my go-to. I don't know.
1: I used to do that with the gum. I don't know with this COVID thing if I'd put it back in my mouth. (laughs) In the old days, I would. Um, One skill not being taught in today's game.
2: One skill, um, probably mid-range, mid-range jumper.
1: I I told my son, I said, man, there's a golden nugget there in college if you can get a mid-range because it's open.
2: (laughs) Mid-range, everybody's high on free throws and layups. Um, Excuse me, three points and layups, three-point line and layups.
1: So I think that mid-range is a whole golden gem for some coaches out there. It's, it's open. Part. It's, it's open.
2: Yep. Well, I mean, like, there's one team in our league that, like, we, we stat You know, we do a lot of statistics stuff in scout. But, um, you know, if I'm doing a shot chart on on an opposing team, we'll take about five or six games before we play them. And most of our teams are in the paint or on the three-point arc. And so well, there's one team that just lives and dies by that 15-footer, and they're good. I mean, they're all good and um, and it's the style that in which they play but he's an old school guy like he's he he just retired but he'd been coaching for 30 years and so it just shows you that the game's evolved but he hasn't and they're still very successful around that mid range right and the
1: thing is it's open like those shot he's probably getting if you can i mean michael jordan made a career on mid range and bank the closer, shots
2: closer closer you get to the basket the easier the shots are I mean, right yeah but yeah. yeah that's a lost that's a lost art
1: it is Um, one thing you do to relax.
2: I'm a spiritual guy, you know. I I, I enjoy a church guy, um, spending time doing that. So that's that's one way. I'm a big fisherman. I love to fish. Um, I used to funny. fish
1: before I started coaching. Yeah, I used to fish. <laughs> I,
2: I have I have, you know, we break our calendar up into a six season calendar. I have, and I I say it's eight because I go off season, preseason, in season, off season pre-season, end season fishing season. It's
1: got to be hot in Arkansas in the summer, though.
2: It is. When you get to August, it gets a little bit – it gets a little bit. We kind of – we're right in the middle, so you, you get all four seasons really you well. You
1: do. That's nice. That's nice. Um, uh, one coaching technique um, – no, 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 I did that. Uh, best basketball player of all time? Easy. Michael Jordan. The best basketball player you've seen in person?
2: In person, probably Joe Johnson. I watched Joe Johnson play when he was in um, high school down at Little Rock. Phenomenal.
1: Okay. Uh, best game you've seen in person?
2: Um, we had a team. We had a team in our conference. That was. We were We were at a conference tournament. Now, this is – I mean, I could probably go with college or whatever. But I had a team. They were down 28 in, in two-and-a-half quarters, down 28, and came back and won.
1: You remember those. I'm telling you. Oh, you,
2: you don't forget them. It. I mean, and it was one of those things. Was like, it was like – it was – it was climatic. It was like a, I mean, it was like a scene from a movie. I I mean, when it it was, and and that was to punch their ticket to go to the next round. It was phenomenal.
1: You never forget those. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Flexible. Okay. Um, best coach of all time.
2: Shusevsky at Duke is, is probably obviously going to, I think that that's who I would look at. I mean, but there's so many good ones. There's
1: there are. So it is. It's it, it, it this is one of the harder questions I normally ask. There's so
2: many. I mean, I can I can name I can name so many. You know
1: Pop, you can go Pop, you can go Yes. Wood, I mean, you know, like,
2: Pop. like yeah. I mean like I said I'm a big Jay Wright fan. I think I know.
1: Maybe, I mean, there's uh, lots of them. Trust there's me. There's tons. Yeah. Uh one book you'd recommend, would you would you use the one you were talking yeah, about before? Yeah, I use
2: that one Burn Your Goals. I think um, that's a phenomenal book. If you haven't read that, it'll change the way you. It'll change the way you look at things.
1: Okay, and then this is always the last question of the podcast: Is what would you tell a young coach or your younger self if you could have a time machine and go back? What would you What would you say? What would you say to yourself ten years ago, or what would you say to a young coach that's listening to this? Enjoy the
2: process. I think that's number one um, because it is. It's a process. Um, very rarely do we, we land in situations where it's already established. And right.
1: And if it is, you're following a legend, which isn't going to yeah. be easy either. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, yeah. no. And so just enjoy the process. Enjoy the moments because those are what's going to make the year fun. Um, have that fire um, that you do for everything. Have it in practice every day. Um, build your culture. Build your brand. Yeah. You know, your kids and, and not just you, your kids need to know that. Um, it's
1: the kids memories. Kids. I'm telling you, it's the memories. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I've won, we, we I mean, we've been a to state tournament 10, I don't even 10 times and won three state times. I mean, we've been there, but it's the memories. It's the things, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's the bus rides Is yeah. you know, it's all those memories. And that's what you I mean. We do. were
2: we were down at state finals with the boys and I was the head girls coach at the time. It was my first year, but it was that first class that I had here. And the boys coach, he said, hey, I could really use you if you – I would like to bring you if you wouldn't mind sitting on the bench. And I said, sure. You know, I mean, these are my kids. I had right. them. Um, he only had a two-man staff at the time. Could he use the help? And, um, and so I, we get down there, and I just remember telling him, like, dude, just take it all in. Like, th- this is hard. It's, there's so many things that go into a state title run that have to go right.
1: My best, my best team didn't win it. My best yeah. team didn't win it. I've, It didn't. It had three Mr. Basketballs. It had an NBA guy. My best team didn't win it. Yeah. The stars have to align perfectly. Got to stay healthy. You know, look stay at Virginia last year. Virginia won a couple games that they shouldn't have won. Mm-hmm. And they were a really, really, really good team. Very good, yes. <laughs> but very, the, but the, the stars aligned perfectly for them that year. You know, Other than
2: Texas Tech, probably the best defensive team in it.
1: Yeah. I mean, so it's like, that's what that, so I, yeah, I always tell people take those, take those visual pictures, um, and every, those are the memories the, you know, the birth of your child, like, you know, the day you met your wife, all those things, those are memories. Those are, that's what you're going to remember. And I think you're right about the process coach. All right, so you didn't, we didn't break the record as far as length goes. I think the, length, <laughs> the record's like three hours, but we're, we're, we're in that good category. So I really do appreciate you taking time out to do this. This was great. It's, it's A lot been, of cold nuggets.
2: Been, it's been fun. I, I hope, to,
1: hope to get to do it again. I'd love to, love to talk. I know we didn't get to X's and O's part. We'll get to X's and O's. I'll
2: put you on the list. That's, that's always
1: fun. So. Yeah, we'll do that. Awesome. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, If you'd like to support us, go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. Also, subscribe and like. We do appreciate those. Have a great day.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Step into the world of power, loyalty